Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary on with the Get Some Podcast, and my guest this week, uh, best known for having the same one-liner for 20 years. 26, my nigga. Mother sucker. You mother sucker. Mother, is it mother fucker or mother sucker? You know when I came up with that? Do you remember? It was 1998. You... you host, did you host the 30 minute specials, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. That's when I came out. I was backstage. I think me and Kida, who probably expired comedian. Yeah, I know Kida. Me and Kida shared a one hour spot, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they did it back then. Yeah. You hosted. Yeah, you got, you got 30 minutes, 30, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was backstage trying to figure out what I'm going to replace motherfucker with. And that's how I came up with Mother Sucker. It was 1998. Then. He told you? Or you just no, came up with it on your own? Yeah, I'm in the back like. Can't say motherfucker, mother, mother, mother sucker, mother, mother sucker. sucker. <laughs> That's all I need. What? What? <laughs> Why did we just become blood diamond? <laughs> <laughs> mother sucker. <laughs> did it say that blood diamond? No, I'm just saying you look. I look like At Leo. Same time, you yeah. look like the other guy. Damn. I never said your name yet. My guest this week is Akon. <laughs> 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 Michael Blackson, mother sucker, a.k.a. Akon actually got me by, like, two shades. If we played High Go Seek, Akon would win. Oh, no, he's so dark. Yeah, he and is. And I didn't think I'm was jealous of him, his darkness, man. You know, it's like when I first came to the States, kids made fun of my darkness. But then now it's like every black person is looking for identity. Now they want to be black, so now I'm, I'm pissed that he's darker than me. So really? I, I, He said he gets tanned. Akon said he... He said he get like a weekly tan to stay dark. I'm like, damn, show me where. I, I mean, I want to win this competi- this high go seat competition too, motherfucker. He goes to a tanning bed? Yeah, that's what he said. So yeah, now Dude, all black people want to be dark, man. Light-skinned guys are done. If light-skinned guys are done, you are definitely finished. As long finished. as D-Ray's telling jokes, light-skinned guys are not done. Ah, <laughs> D-Ray has no guy fans, I don't think. He's just all women. Light-skinned guys are done. You know, when, when men don't fuck with you that well, you done. Michael Ely. There's still nah, man, guys out there. God, he, he has no male fans. Michael Ely? Well, yeah, exactly. Women. I'm saying oh, women go. Yeah. You go to D-Ray shows, all women. Is it? I've never been. Mostly women. But, not, but D-Ray's, D-Ray got a pretty good set. So, you know, D-Ray, when we do shit in Chicago, I mean, he get the whole Chicago come up, you know. Yeah. But he's more of a, he, he's a ladies fan. I bring all the, you know, ugly women and, like, all the guys come out of drug. All my fans are either going to jail or been to jail or thinking about going to jail. So you have no W-2s. Like your fans are straight cash. Oh, hey. Yeah, my my, my pre-sales fan, are awful. Yeah, your walk-up's fans. amazing. You got no pre-sale. All the female fans that do hair or they sell pussy or they're on OnlyFans. And all the guys are either drug dealers, uh, the probably one probably robbing a bank right now, and then um, mm. yeah, yeah, just all my fans, right? They have no W twos, motherfucker. No ten nine nines either. Mm-hmm. Better win on that two thousand dollar check, a stimulus check. They all live off a stimulus check and fake ass PPP loans. That's how all my fans. Wow, uh, yeah. all your fans. They're the reason you have that jacket. Yeah, yeah. I dress like thank my you. fans. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Dress like your fans. What is that? Where do you buy a jacket like that? Melrose. Is that where you shop? Uh, yeah, I try to be different, man. I try, you know, I, you, 
When did that come up? Because you used to be the dashiki guy. I did. And then when I got tired of dashiki, I said, if I'm going to go and wear regular clothes, it has to look crazy. It has mm-hmm. to look crazy in a dashiki. So I just went all out, you know. But did, I think I got my fashion, my clothing from just being teased as a kid when I came to America. Because I didn't, we ain't had no money. So I. No, my, I don't believe that. No, nah, I came <laughs> broke. I mean, you trailer park, <laughs> motherfucker. I was a. African trailer park version of you, motherfucker. We came, we had absolutely nothing. We lived in shelter homes, uh, and we we wore like clothes that we given f- to the shelter home. That's what we were. We me and my sister are going picking among the clothes that were given to the shelter home people, and we try to get the you know best ones we get out of there to wear to school. Did you ever like accidentally pick one with a rebel flag on it? A what flag? A rebel flag. What the fuck is a rebel flag? The rebel flags, like the Duke boys on top of the <laughs> General Lee. The rebel flag. The no, one that says you're racist. No, no I the, never. The, the rebel flag. The thing about it, if I just came from Africa at 13 years old, I probably wouldn't know what that would have meant. That's what I'm saying. You can go oh, to the shelter okay. and pick it out on accident and be like, what are you wearing, bro? No, no it was, I don't it was remember in the that. box. It was in my size. All this stuff I picked out, the, the one stuff that was given to, to us had no name. So they had no name. They just, it just said clothes. How do you not know what a rebel flag is? I Mike, you've no been clue. here long enough. I have no clue. Do you have one? You show no, me? I don't have a yeah. rebel flag. I'm not racist. <laughs> you don't know what a rebel flag is? Fuck. Is it like me, like like, like the, the British looking flag? Yeah, it looks like that's similar. Oh, it's got the... The, Kukas, the, the, um, you the, about the clan the, um, always uses oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's what... I didn't know that was the name. Yeah, it's a rebel flag. I know it's called... I think it was called the... Um, confederate. Flag. Yeah, confederate flag, rebel why, flag. Why you say confederate? It's the same thing. I, the motherfucker, I never heard the other word. You've never heard a rebel flag. Fuck no. It took the a Ole Miss Rebels. Because it was like the Confederate soldiers were rebels. They were the rebels. Well, I mean, I know where rebels are. I mean, in Africa we had a lot of, you know, when 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 um when other when presidents get overthrown by rebels. I know what rebels are. I just didn't know they had a fucking rebel flag in America. So well, give me the history of that. Why they called it rebel flag? Mm-hmm. Just what they called it. <laughs> you didn't do your research on the fucking flag? I don't, Mike, I'm a black comic. <laughs> <laughs> I tune those rednecks out. That's, that's not my world. What's that? What's that symbol on your head mean? I have no idea. This, I get so much free shit. That's this guy's clothing line. Chinese best friend, what is it? What's that? What's that? that I gave you the sweatsuit yesterday, remember? What's the name of his brand? Ain't no fucking Ghana. What's it? What's it? That's a Ghana. Ain't no fucking no. What was the name of the clothing? Remember? No. Oh my goodness! You wore the fucking red sweatsuit. Hmm. You got free clothes. You can't. You never know. That's Chinese best friend. He's my co-host on my podcast that's coming out. That was dumb. What? <laughs> Having him as a co-host. Yeah, he's very stupid. Yeah, he don't know what the fuck's yeah, going no on. No clue, man. It's like we like dumb this and guy. dumbest. Dude, this guy. He and he drives you. Nah, not not in my fucking my Rolls Royce. I drive okay. my own shit. Okay, I have a question. To talk mm-hmm. about Rolls Royce. I was talking about this with somebody a couple weeks ago on my podcast. I go, mm-hmm. I remember three, four years ago, you was at the Houston Improv, and you had one of those runs where sometimes mm-hmm. you go to the cities and the stars line up. And nothing else is going on. So everybody just, your show catches a life. And, and then you went into Monday, right? You saw all so many shows and you went into Monday. I went Monday, yeah. Right? And so, two shows on a Monday. So, you know, as a comic, we kind of, 
we know what the ticket prices are. There's percentage deals. You can kind of look like, oh, he's going to have a nice check this weekend, mm-hmm. right? I remember you went to Houston, mm-hmm. and then the week after, you was in a Rolls Royce. Oh, Did yeah. you take that check and buy a Rolls Royce? Like a motherfucker. I fucking knew it. Ba- I told Joe Coy that. Yeah. I said, yo, I Michael Jackson. And then I went, after we went to Charlotte the following week and made half what I made in Houston and Charlotte, and I combined them both and, and got the car. I fucking knew it. I told Joe Coy. I said, yo, Mike had a run in Houston. Mm. I go, and then a week later, I saw the fucking little stars It wasn't on that the roof. one, though. No, no, no it was okay. a different one. Yeah. But I was like... He took that check and got a Rolls Royce. Yeah. I know. Fucking myself. I'm so smart. <laughs> that's good idea. That's, I mean, the best, that's the best urban club in the country, though. Oh, yeah. Houston Improv? It's so big. Even when I went back there with them doing half the room, I still walked out with a decent check. Me too. You know, I was shocked. 50% of the room. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it feels good to be back to work. Even though, of course, you know, we like that packed room intimacy of the crowd and us, but... It is what it is, man. But yeah, Houston got to be like the greatest place. If you can't make money there, you ain't going to make money no fucking way. It's like the, the number one comedy club. For probably. urban especially. Yeah. Like everyone I go there, I'm like, every urban comic I know, like that's your biggest check mm-hmm. out of a comedy club is, Ur- is the Houston Improv. Yeah, they told me it was the biggest check they ever wrote. I'm not sure if that's realistic or not. I mean, they lie a lot. For real? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the most know. shows you've done there? Uh, Why well, wouldn't... I went in the two Wait, weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Because w- it was like, it was like one week, what we do is we kind of make a deal. We're like, one week we don't add shows. We're just going to do the six or seven allotted. Mm-hmm. And then the next week we can go balls to the walls and add shit. So the, I think mm-hmm. the most was like, I think I did like 16 over two weeks. So mm-hmm. it averaged out to eight and eight, but it really was like six and 10. You know what I mean? Because uh, okay. I think you, I think you did like 12 or 13 in one weekend. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yeah, that was, but you do on four shows or three shows? Nah, no. You four. ever done four I, shows in nah, a day? Never done four. Never done four. I think I know Dira has done four. I've never done. You done four? I want to say yeah, but it, I don't. I don't, I don't remember. Not that. a lot. Mm-mm. I did that two in the morning, and then every then Thursday, I think I did two Thursday, and every every uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was all three shows. That's crazy. When did you When did you feel like you started um, moving tickets, like in the clubs and stuff? Um. Cause we were on it tour. It was late. It was actually late. It was like 2013. Yeah. Cause I remember we were on it was tour social in 2011. Social media did it. And this is how I think social media is what did it. So I remember when I got to Houston, but that was in a week that I, that I, I sold all the shows. That was like 2017 or 18, right? You sold all the shows? Yeah. Something like that. It was, it was, yeah. Cause it, uh, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. One of them. So I remember, um, it was this um, social media is what really got me popping with the comedy clubs and everything else. It was this when I it actually happened in Houston. I was in Houston, and I went to the radio station to um, do an interview. And a guy told me, "Hey, is this is this little girl doing this thing called Do It for the for the Vine? What that whole Do It for the Vine? I'm yeah. not gonna do it. Do it do for, it the, for vine. the Vine. Yeah. And I just so he said, let's try it. We did it, and it went totally viral. In fact, that it went so fire so fast that I ended up selling all the rest of my shows that weekend in Houston. And then Meek Mills, so many people reposted a video of mm-hmm. me doing it. And I think that was the beginning of my viral point on social media. Are you on all? Because I know you're on Instagram. Are you on everything? Are you on Facebook? Um, YouTube? You know, what? I think I, lo- I'm, I don't know what happened to my Facebook. Honestly, I'm not sure if it was hacked or they shut it down. But I had, you know, sometimes these Facebook, you pay, these companies pay you and they post shit on there. And that's what fucked my Facebook up. So I just I stopped caring about it. 
you know. But I'm not a fan. I'm just I, I handle my own um, Twitter. I barely tweet, you know, once in a while. But I do my own Instagram. Hundred percent do my own. And then I got TikTok, but Chinese best friend does TikTok for me. Yeah. Do you? Is it weird talking to me with no big booty girls in the background? Yeah. This 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 is really horrible show, man. Wait till you come to mine, okay? Like where are the bitches? Sorry. God, this is horrible. Sorry, Mike. I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, damn, damn. Look, when you say we're the bitches, I'm like this. Yeah. They all laugh, Mike. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I do get married, my wife going to be okay with everything I do. That's, that's part of my money. My fan base are like a, it's 70% guys. Guys want funny shit and titties ass and, ass. and titties and ass, and I got to give them that. She yeah. ever try to fuck up my money, then she got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when, you, when the girls... I'm always I'm curious because I'm out of that world because uh, <laughs> I don't know why I, I'm doing uh, fucking uh, Godzilla's voice whenever I show my ring because I'm not in your world. So, <laughs> so I saw I saw you in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I, we were we were talking about social media and touring and stuff, mm-hmm. and you said yeah, he, he was telling me like the a lot of the girls that come on. They want it because if you tag them, they'll get a lot of more, lo- lot more followers. Mm-hmm. Being in a video with you, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So are they reaching out to you? Um, yes, yeah, half and half. I have some that reach out to me and, and pay because when I, I mean, it's, most of those girls are they have OnlyFans page, mm-hmm. and I guess they did a study that I have a huge male following. So a lot of them pay me for promo. Hmm. They pay me pretty decent money, and I post their video. And even if they gain. They might gain 10,000 followers from it, mm-hmm. and out of that 10,000, they might get, even they get 1%, you know, or even, not 1% low, let's, the 1% is 100 people. If they get 100 subscribers, we'll be paying them $20 a month for their OnlyFans page, for the rest of their life, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so that's how that works. It's like some girls, if they just happen to be in town, I'll go do some stuff with them just to have content to post and entertain my followers with. Mm-hmm. But a lot of stuff that I'm not in, they pay for it. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that I'm in is like 50-50. Some they pay, and some I'm just say, come on, let's do something, and I'll tag you. And do you sleep with all of them? No, I haven't. Very, you know, I've, I've no, nah, not those girls. I got different, um, you know. None of them? Ah, let me one? see. Which ones? Come on. Ah. Come on, Mike. One? No, no. with one, right? No, no. You had to sleep with one. No, I've slept with a couple. Okay. You know, with the permission of my lady, uh, you know, we probably had Even some before threesome. your lady. You haven't been with your lady that long. No, nah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, come I, on, I, I, Yeah, I was fucking a lot. Really? I slowed down. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I, now it's like, you know, now I got a girl, but she know. And, you know, my girl, she knows. Like, she know how my life is. And I told her, you're not going to try to change me. And I'm not. I, I, honestly, I don't think I could ever be faithful to one woman for the rest of ever. Mm-hmm. Never. My dick has a problem. So, what is it? Is the problem you name other? Is the problem a lot of men have? They just don't admit to it. I admit to my dick problem. Yes, my dick has a problem. I'm, you be my psychiatrist right now. What, what is it called? Uh, dickeritis. It's when you just dickeritis. Uh, 
Coochulation is when you have to get, yeah, you have to just get nice. coochie all the time. But all now, the time. No, but now I'm compromising because I got a girl, so I have to compromise. And you know, does she, she have to she, approve? Sometimes she has to approve. Sometimes we have to do it together. You know, but she. Not wow, gonna, that sucks. No, it's not that bad. Well, your life sucks. That's all right. I can't believe I had you on. It's all right. She cut it down to like she said. You know, you just have you can have something new once a month. I'm like, bitch, period. Come on, once a month. I'm not a fucking period. <laughs> Facts. Wow. Learn a lot, Mike. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, I went from like four times a month to like once a month. You literally month. look like you're not even talking. You are counting the bitches in your head <laughs> right now. <laughs> like the whole interview, you're looking at the side going, well, well, I don't, not Tuesdays. I don't do anything on Tuesdays. That's, t- that's I- dinner night with me and my lady. No, nah, t- t- Tuesday is Titty Tuesday. Titty Tuesday. Twerking Thursdays. Twerking Thursdays. Um, I'm trying to get camel toe Wednesdays. Well, no, do White Wednesday. Just have white women on Wednesday. That's Boom, a- I helped you, bro. White, white Wednesday. White You're Wednesday. welcome. White women Wednesday. White Wednesday. White Wednesday. Yes. All white girls. All white girls on Wednesday. That's it. You're Damn. welcome. How about stretch mark Sundays? Can, I, can we get the... Ooh, how about that? Yes, we have a baby. <laughs> yes, my kid's not proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the Sunday. biggest stretch marks on my stomach? <laughs> Damn, I never thought about it. I'm going to start that. What's yeah. Today's Wednesday? White girl, White girl Wednesday. White girl Wednesday. Yeah, don't start it today. This right. podcast here is Thursdays. We oh, record shit. it. Oh. Well, yeah, but it's cool. But Thursdays twerking Thursdays. You should have told me I could have brought some twerkers to twerk on you. No, I'm fine. I didn't want that. I didn't want that pressure. My wife be like, who the fuck are those bitches? I'd be like this. Twerkers. Blacks and angels. That's what they're called. They're, they're, they're angels. Black, yeah, from Blacks. And- it's a, when you do movies, right, there's a script. Mm-hmm. It's the same with the podcast, baby. You have a script? No, I'm going to tell my wife that. They, was, <laughs> they were in the script. I, I'm not the director. Exactly. I'm just the actor. Yeah, tell us in the script, man. We got to come up with the other days. What's Monday? Uh, Mulatto uh, Monday. Mixed Mulatto. girls. Mm. Fuck, I'm going to take over your fucking show. Yeah. Fridays. Fucking Fridays. And just be fucking. No, I ain't fucking. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Step the game up, man. I'm trying to live fucking your, Fridays. Don't try to live your fantasy through me, motherfucker. No, I'm not. <laughs> fucking Fridays with Michael Blackson. <laughs> fucking Fridays. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Fuck yourself, Friday. And then the girl, she does it to herself. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, Fuck no. yourself, Friday. Fuck yourself, Friday. I like that. Yeah. You're deep in thought again. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm putting my shit together in my head. Mm, fucking Fridays. You tired, Mike? No, I'm not. I'm good, man. Want some coffee? Coke? No, I don't do drugs, man. I know, I know you you know what? I've you never... don't even drink, do you? I occasionally, I drink. But I'm not, I'm not a, I don't drink. I drink it for social, you know, just for social purposes. Same here. But I've never, the front thing in my whole fucking life, I never got high until I went to Africa and accidentally got high. I don't understand how people get high. I would never do that shit again. So I'm over my buddy's crib in Ghana. I was in Ghana like a month ago. You go to Ghana a lot. Yeah, I'm going in um, next month. I'm building a school. That's why I'm building a school in the no village. No way. Yeah. Like a real school? Real school with real students, man. Real, Shut up. real children. <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> But yeah, I started building, so I'm going. Did you say real children? We're real, real no, 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 we're, we're going to import them. And then we're going to, um, so no, I went, I'm over my buddy's house, right? Um, good friend of mine. And he said, hey, Mike, taste this drink. It, it has like 
I don't know, weed substance in it, but I taste it. I'm like, oh, this shit is sweet, man. This shit can't do shit to me. He said, Mike, slow down. I'm like, man, fuck you, man. Give me another cup. And with me, when you're not a drinker, anything that tastes sweet, you a drink. Like, I'm not a drinker, so I like any drink that's really sweet. Like, you know, so I'm drinking, and he's like, Mike, I'm like, man, I'm not fucking, I've never been high before. I don't know what the fuck it feel like. I'm not going to feel that shit today. Fuck you. Give me more of this shit. Man, an hour later, I saw Jesus Christ. Is he black or white? He's Puerto Rican. Because <laughs> they say he'll come as Tifa Knight. That's how he was Puerto Rican. And then he's, uh, I, I started thinking back to 1984. I don't know why the fuck 1984 was in my fucking head. Oh, I thought about 1984, I'm, a, I'm like 10 years old in Nigeria, um, living with this family, and I'm on the board like a brand new Pijote. And I kept repeating that to my girlfriend, and we just, I started laughing for no fucking reason. I said, please, let this shit go the fuck away. And I was like, you been high before? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, why? Gummies. I don't know, whatever the fuck it was, I don't want that shit again. So That was it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was I, I laughed for an hour straight. We just looked at each other. Because my, my girlfriend, she went with me, and she, she did it too. But then we just looked at each other and laughed. For, but I had too much. I was really on some other shit, man. And I, never again, motherfuckers. Does fuck. your girlfriend live with you? No, she don't. She, Nice. She lives in Arizona. I live here. Hmm. Yeah. Now, what? Why? Why did you start going to Ghana? Did you know somebody over there? Nigga, that's home. <laughs> My mama is there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought your mom lived in Philadelphia. <laughs> nah, she moved. She went back home about four years, three, four years ago. I mean, prior to that, my family is there, you know. Uh, we spent, like, Liberia is also my, my other home. And the thing, Liberia had a civil war. So everybody that was in Liberia had to get out of there during that civil war in the um, late, early 90s, late 80s. So, yeah, but my mother's there, my oldest brother's there, my cousins, you know. Most of my uncles and aunts are passed away. My mom is the oldest of, of her brother and sisters, and she's the... I think she might be the only one alive, if I'm not mistaken. And she's the oldest. So the rest have, you know, rest in peace to the rest of them. I'm not, I'm not sure what happened to them. Because my grand, my grandmother lived, not my, my great-grandmother lived to like 112. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. She, she knew that. She knew Jesus Christ. Dude, 112? She was there when he got on the cross. Yeah, she was there when Don't he do wa- that. She was there when he walked on water. Like, <laughs> yeah. damn, it has to be the shoes, motherfucker. He's back, bitches. Damn, she, she knew. She knew. Uh, fucking princess died when she was just a princess, right? <laughs> she knew Burger King when he was a prince. She took a driver's test on a dinosaur. <laughs> she. <laughs> oh so you're God. really building a school in Ghana? I'm building a school, man. Um, I posted this shit like every time I go. I, How did, I, I always see you in Ghana. Mm-hmm. I always see you like dancing and your like weddings and stuff. I went to a wedding. Oh my goodness. I went, it's like, it felt like I was in a coming to America movie. It was like a wedding. Um, the guy's daughter that was getting married, I think he's with the government. He's in the government. And in Africa, it, you know, America, it'd be so many different rich people. But Africa, the, the government are the rich motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. The ones that run the country are the ones that get yeah. all the money. You know, here you could have like fucking, you know, we you make more than fucking Barack Obama made. Uh, you made more than Trump. As far as on paper, paycheck wise, yeah. Got presidents make what? They don't even make half a million now, do they? Something like that. Three hundred thousand. What is it? I think they got a raise by now. Yeah, he That's made nothing. that shit in fucking two months. Tax free. Yeah, but still, it's like, like four hundred, five hundred thousand. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. 
So yeah, but he get to control a lot of money. But yeah, but we, you know, in America, it's like so many other rich people. You could, you know, but in, in my continent, yep, if you're not running the country, forget. That's why those presidents never want to leave. They always want to. But now they have these four-year term. Prior to the last 20 years, they could be president as long as they fucking want to. They never want to leave, and that's how. Is there elections? Fuck no. It, I'm saying now they have it now, but pr- mm-hmm. back then it's like who, whoever takes over. Like Just I was there. in, like, I was in Liberia when um, Talbert was president, and Samuel K. Doe, who was military, went and killed the guy and took over. Just yes, if see what happened, these guys become presidents for so long. Back then, and they'll start like enjoying and getting fat. In Africa, when you get fat, it means you're successful. You eating good. Man, that sucks. In America, when you fat, you mean you're out of shape. You fucking yeah, you're slob and you homeless. In Africa, it means you have a nice home and you making it in life. So, so they, a belly is a like, belly's like, great. Oh, girl, bitches, that's attracted to women. That was '80s, and you know that was back in the day. Now you know, but fat was like, oh my god, this guy is so rich. It, it measures your, your success by your belly. Kind of like Italians. Ah, oh, yeah. Italians are like that. Yeah. We're thinking eating all the pasta and eating good and all the bosses got bellies. Yeah. And they get they get so rich and keep getting rich and enjoying the country's money. And people get tired. It's like, you know, we are poor. This motherfucker here, mm-hmm. you know, and a military guy that feel like he's good enough. And he come, he knocked, Samuel Kedo knocked off Tarbert, killed him. And then he took over. He became president. And then... Somebody like got tired just like that. He was president for a long time. This happened, that coup happened in 1980, if I'm not mistaken. Happened in 1980, and the guy was president till about, ooh, okay, 10 years. About 10 years, and then they got tired of him not doing much for the country and taking all the money, and then somebody else, you know, came and knocked him off, and he took over. So that's how it was then. But now they have the whole election, four years term thing. You know, just like America. I guess I'm not sure if America influenced them to do that. But what happens in England? England, there's no fucking election, right? They fucking keep passing it up to the king and the queens. And, and I think the, so. Right. I don't know. There were some donkeys at that wedding, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, all, I mean, Africa, I think the whole ass thing just came from Africa, man. They just yeah. born with asses. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of... That was awesome. It was a, it was a crazy... I thought I was going to come into America. It's like that's how they like the Zamunda wedding. It was not. I went. You I got, are in coming to America too, though. I am. Damn. Yes, I am. Look in, at that segue. That was. That was. You know. It's like. Um, it's so crazy. I grew up as a kid. That movie was like every African feel good movie because they're kind of like come, coming come, to America. Yes, yeah, coming to America made every African proud because it's like because every girl thought that we're all prince. And some of us just lie, yeah, I'm a prince, and use it to get pussy. You're not poor. Yeah, like, I'm you not. take a Section 8 house, you're like this, nah, where's the jacuzzi, where's your friend? Everybody had, everybody had men's jackets on, a long tail. Uh, yeah, man, they thought, you know, they come to America helped us out. You know, it's like every, every year back in that 80, 90s, something changed our life. Like, you know, I remember when I was... Come to, when I came to America, it was like late 80s. It was all about Michael Jackson, Prince, you know, light skinned people. And then I remember Wesley Snipes came out, you know, Big Daddy Kane. Jesus. What you expect? We're in a fucking garage. Sorry about that. Real okay. hip hop, baby. It's called low budget, motherfucker. It's not called uh, low budget. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. It's going to rain any fucking minute in this fucking place, okay? <laughs> what are you doing in rain, motherfucker? It's covered. Okay. Making sure. Sunroof. They do just on this side. It's like a 10 by 10 hardwood. And then see. Those are real bricks? What it is? Where? No, it's the fucking thing. Yeah. Ain't a fucking brick. Yeah, they're real bricks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real boombox. Everything's real here. It's a real jack. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's a jack. You know, you play jacks when you're little? I don't play jack White when kids I was game. Little, Exactly, White kid man. Game. I played soccer as a kid and is I came to America. original Black Panther helmet? Why is that here? Huh? You want to put it on? That can't fit on my head. Yeah, well, it comes apart. Look, oh. I'll put it on real quick. Watch this, Mike. Up. <laughs> now you got kind of. If it didn't have the thing with the mafia, you could look like Batman also. T'Challa! T'Challa! They believe you that it's on your white arms, motherfucker. There we go. Your neck is white. There we go, that's better. That good? Yeah, yeah, you good. Black Panther. <laughs> Oh man, rest in peace to that guy. God. Did you ever meet him? <laughs> I've never seen an interview like this. You know, did you ever meet Chadwick? <laughs> never met him. I seen him. I, I mean, I saw him a few times. Fuck, it's hot. <laughs> Can't imagine. You want to try it on? When last you got COVID test, motherfucker? Uh, two days ago. I, got doing just, I just took one today, actually. Okay, I'll put it on. I'm doing this. I'll put it on the back for you. Alright, I'm doing Let's this. Go straight on. VH1 Cribs. So you make everybody wear this shit? Got it? The fuck? Good. Right, put that one Yeah! <laughs> like a black pimple. Yo, that looks so dope! <laughs> Take a shot. Ready to get the camera? <laughs> He's saving me. <laughs> Yo, get this shit out of my head. <laughs> what if I, what, what's, what's that? Was that mask and the shit got stuck on his fucking face? Yeah. yeah. You can take off the front, dude. As long as it comes with the superpowers, huh? You can take the front off yourself. Okay. It comes right oh, off. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, take okay. the back. You got to take the bottom off. Pops right off. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, it's not that. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. But that shit mask, motherfucker put that shit on and got stuck. Dude, you know what you got to do? Do one of your episodes, mm -hmm. like White Wednesday, with this. <laughs> you should do one of your episodes and tell the girls with OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Tell them Just what? put it with the mask on. Uh, them girls been pressuring me, man, to like, because a lot of them, like, their fans want to see them get fucked. It's like, oh. yeah, they do. Like, men, men require... These perverted men require all kinds of things from this woman. They want pictures of their toes. They want them doing crazy things. Some want to see me get fucked. It's like, Mike, just put a mask on. Just use your dick as a stunt. Like, I said, after I come to America, come out now. Because if I did it before coming to America, I might edit my little scene. My little two-minute scene would be gone. What are you planning coming to America to? Uh, 
So I play, um, I'm like a lieutenant to Wesley Snipes. Wesley is the, I hope I'm not giving away this movie. It comes out in like one more month. This show probably won't be out. But no, we're going to air this like the week of. Come on. Okay, dope. Yeah. So um, Timing. Wesley oh, is the leader. What's your partner coming to America coming out this week? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say next week. Hey, Mike, yeah, yeah. you're in a big movie coming out next week. What's uh, your part? It's, it's, it's a cameo. It's bigger than next Friday, smaller than fucking Repo. I don't, know, any, I don't think anybody here has seen the movie Repos. Yeah, but even, even next Friday, mm-hmm. like <laughs> some people are in movies and they're in it. You're like, he was in that? Everybody knows you the next Friday. Yeah. And my scene was like one scene, a minute and a half. You was probably on set one day? One day. $800 plus overtime. I made 12. People think you're in a movie, you're making money. Millions. I'm like, Stupid. they have no clue that it's like minimum wage well, to sir, movies. Well, to a s- lot of people know, like, especially where we're at in our lives. Right. Every movie I've done the last six years, I took pay cuts. Because I could have made more on the road. Exactly. When they try to hold you for five weeks, uh, yes. that's five weeks of work. Yep. And you're like, I mean, you can always, my thing is you can always, the comedy clubs are always there. Right. You, so you got to do the that. movie because you never know what that what role is. And that's why I think my, my part was limited in coming to America because my agent, you know, he wanted me to go get that money. He's giving, he said, Mike, work on the weekends. And it shot a lot of scenes on the weekends that I could have been there. But he kind of like arranged it where, to make sure I, on the weekends I was gone, mm-hmm. you know. So my scene, and I, I mean, you see me like three times. One time I spoke. One time was like my moment for like a good minute. And then the rest is like I'm just there. But it's a very significant part. And that movie is so big that Eddie could have told me, Mike, your scene is to just take a shit for 30 seconds. And that's it. I'll be like, mm-hmm. give me that. I'll be the, the black dude that took a shit and come to America too. Hmm. That's how big this movie's going to be. So do you think they cut your part because you kill Eddie in the movie? Oh, I don't want to give it away. Hell Sorry. No. Sorry. <laughs> no, because the director was, is very by the book. He Who's is, the director? Uh, uh, oh, my God. Brewer. The guy that he wrote and directed um, Hustle and Flow. And he did um, the, sh- the, the one I was on Netflix with Eddie Murphy. What's that movie? The, the one about the old comedian from back in the day. Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite. He did that. He, he, he directed Dolomite as well. He was strict. He's, you know, he, he wasn't no goddamn Ice Cube production where, hey, do whatever you want. It's read the script. You know, and, and but, but Eddie, Eddie was on set a few times. Eddie's like, add, add your stuff to it. Even with the stuff I added, I could tell where the director was going to cut it. He was just, he's with the book. But it was so, a movie like that, you're going to have so much stuff and it got to be cut down. You can, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the movie got can be more than two hours. Yeah. You know, and if it's not a, a significant part of the movie, you know. Would you, was you in Atlanta when you recorded yeah, I shot my scenes in Atlanta. How'd you get the part? Oh, my God. That's very interesting how I got the part. So um, TMZ ran into Akon. We just met. We were talking about the Darskin Committee, president of the Darskin Committee, Akon. Facts. He's re- I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but he's really dark. He's, uh, I'm jealous of his blackness again. But they ran into Akon. They said, hey, Akon, they're doing coming to America too. How do you feel about that? Akon said, well, I think they should just put some real Africans in coming to America too, right? And then TMZ runs into Eddie Murphy a week later. He said, hey, Akon says you put some Africans, in, some real Africans in coming to America too. How do you feel about that? And out of Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy words, mouth, Eddie said, I know one funny African, Michael Blackson. 
He mentioned my name. Look it up. He mentioned my name. I remember that. When he mentioned my name, I said, oh, this is my, this is my audition tape right here. I don't have to fuck audition. Because then I'm, a couple of agents that I dealt with was like, hit me, hey, Mike, you want to go audition? I'm like, I'm not going to audition for this. Nope. The man of this movie just mentioned my name. We need to send that to the casting director that Eddie wants me in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happened. I had a feeling because I, I, I think we talked about it or something before. And then Eddie mentioned it. And I think I asked you, like we were on in some city, and you're, you're like, I don't know. He mentioned my name, so yeah. we're asking. And I had a feeling, did that come from that? Because I remember when them I was, catching when, him out of the restaurant coming in. He was like, yeah, I, got, I know one funny. Yeah. And then he, um, so, but when I got on set and I was talking to him at uh, Arsenio Hall, they said, Mike, when this part was written, was that, it was that one scene where I spoke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a big scene in the movie where Eddie's there, everybody's there. And then I come in, I, I work for Wesley, so I come in and I'm making this, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the one to introduce this Wesley Snipe in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's this big scene. I'm trying to put fear in Eddie's heart. Like my leader is tough and he's a killer. So I come in and I'm trying to introduce Wesley Snipes. And um, Arsenio Hall and Eddie said, when we, when we read this script, we said Michael Blackson. Because when when that was the main part of their characters. Like after I read the whole script, there was only two parts I could have really played. The, the little part I had or Wesley Snipes' part. But Wesley is fucking the best, probably the, one of the best black actors of all time. And I won't, you know, he deserved that more than anybody else. There was only, from reading the script, that's the only thing I could have played. From reading it, mm-hmm. nothing else fit me. But the part I did, which was a smaller part, or what Wesley had. Is there any white guys in the movie? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's a, it ain't there by accident. Let me see, you got a... Um, I no, no. Well, the, well, the only white guy I think was the guy that came from the original. I mean, they have people from the thirty-two years ago are in this. Like, what's the guy name? Was it Louis like, Anderson? Louis Anderson. Mm. I didn't get to see him. Any new white people? Nah. Okay. I don't because mind you, it's a sequel. They had to go back and get. They had to get the people from the sequel from mm. the original movie, and then what they created, they created, um, they created uh, a country next door to Zamunda. Mm-hmm. And Wesley's the leader of that country, and I work for Wesley. That's how I ended up. Me and Rick Ross actually worked for Wesley. In fact, the scene that I spoke, that big scene that I had a speaking role in, I was a share that with Rick. But Rick had um, he had a he was his book was coming out, so he had to go promote his book that day. So he couldn't be there that day. So I got a chance to do both lines, which worked out. Hmm. Okay. But it's, I, I saw I saw the finished product. That's how I knew, like, my shit got really cut. I was, you know, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? You go to do a movie. How many times you've done a movie, you look at it like, motherfucker, I, I did a lot more than that, you know? Oh, no, because usually my shit's so good, they keep it. No, nah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> you had one scene, every movie I see, you the king of cameo, motherfucker. I thought I was the king of cameo. <laughs> but yeah, but like, like, what are you talking about? But you know who that stole the movie? Fun. Who? Leslie Jones. Oh, what's she playing? Uh, oh, is she one of the dick washers? No, she's oh, not. Oh, the royal dick penis is clean. No. Leslie coming out. But I mean, we all know what the movie is about. I think we've seen so many stuff where he came back to America right. to get his, because he, he had a son. Yeah. The, pre, the trailer's out. The trailer's out, right. Yeah. And uh, Old Girl is the, is the mother of the son. Leslie's the mother of that. Of that uh, oh, yeah. So he did have a little thing 30 something years ago. Yeah. yeah. Leslie killed it? Killed it. 
She, she was just natural for her. It was, you know, with her looks and her being, she had to play this ghetto person. Mm-hmm. It was just perfect. So she, after, after watching, I'm like, God, she stole this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I'm, I, I gave Leslie her first movie break. What movie was that? Repo. It was a movie. I, it was a movie I did with Masterpiece. It was straight to DVD oh, movie. Oh, yeah! The fucking Repo! <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, it's so funny. I remember when I called, because I casted that movie too, right? So I remember when I called Leslie for the movie, and the character said, just ugly girl, right? <laughs> so Leslie came and said, like, Mike, you think I'm ugly? I'm like, bitch, yes. Get this ugly money and get out of here, please. Then I got on my other movie, Coney Montana, which I never really, I just sold that oh, on the road. fuck. And I had Leslie play another I remember ugly that movie. Girl. Yeah, I did Coney Montana. We should, so did you shoot that in Philly? I tried it in my house. My house in Delaware, which is like De- suburban yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly. You been to my house before? Mm, no, nah. I haven't been to your house. But I remember you shooting that movie yeah. independently. And yeah. I thought it was Philly, but Delaware. Yeah, Delaware. But we shot some scenes in Philly. But it's like Delaware was like 30 minutes out. It's just a, it's just you a still seven. have your house in Delaware? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother lives there freeloading like a motherfucker. You just paid for it. Yeah, didn't paid didn't for Brad it. paint it? Yeah, Brad. Our road manager Brad. He painted it twice. Was he Brad, into, then I had, I mean, he came once and painted my place in um, L.A. Here. You and him probably get along great because you both like the temperature at like 90. Oh, yeah, I like it warm. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Y'all went into your apartment one day. I go, what the fuck's Y'all going on Y'all know how you guys here? get along. Brad or you like white women. Yeah. You perfect. hate white women. I don't hate them. <laughs> I just don't want to sleep with any of them. I don't hate white women. That's a hard <laughs> word, Mike. Jesus Christ. We hate fucking them. <laughs> I never have. I don't even know what it's about. The whole life? Yeah. Well, one. High school, maybe? One. No, no, no. One when I was in the Navy. Mm. Long time ago. Okay. Yeah. She had, she fucked black Where were you stationed at? San Diego. Oh, you was. Met her at TJ Fridays. Wow. Back in the day. But she fucked black dudes because she had the haircut. For real? Uh, I fucked black so, haircut. Like, it's a part, and then it bangs, and they shoot So y'all realized that you both had something coming. Well, it was like a challenge. Like, she, she wanted to know what a white guy was like. I want to know what a white girl was like. And I was like this. Let's just try it. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> it was weird, though, because it was like four pink nipples in the room. I never discriminated, man. I, I've, Clearly. Yeah, I don't. I, but I agree. Black women do have the best pussies. Mm. Yeah, black women. Sorry. Um, all my, uh, yeah, black women. Got it doesn't matter. They're still going to call fan page with 5,000 followers like if I can just get Michael to shout me out no you what you just did you laid down the gauntlet oh really black girls got the best pussy there's a white girl there right now be like alright bitch I'm gonna show you who got this good pussy come and show me motherfucker I don't believe you I need proof <laughs> but no man uh, yeah yeah so the, but the, y'all gonna love the movie you know, because people are curious, like, ah, can they really top the first one? The movie is great. It's a great story. How they put it together from 30 years ago and make it feel relevant. and it's, it's, this, wh- was, this was crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody aged well. So Eddie well. Eddie Arsenio, Sherry Headley. Yes. Let me ask you this. Is Eric LaSalle in it? Soul Glow? I didn't get to see him. But, yeah, was I he heard in he's it, in it. I heard he's in what it. What about, I, I, who I haven't seen much of, and, and I apologize if she's been working her ass off, was the little sister. She's not it. That's the only person I was missing. Oh, wow. I have no clue what happened to her. I didn't even ask, Me but neither. I know she was. 
that she was like one of the most memorable person in the movie. Yeah, she was funny. So funny. I have no clue. You know, who knows? I don't know. Where, where, do you remember seeing the first one in the theaters? Nah, it came out in 88, man. I didn't have fucking money. I was a kid. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you snuck sneaking in or nah. some African shit, like bootlegging in or something. Shit. Nah, I think, well, I, no? I, I think I said, no, I don't remember going to the theaters to see it. What the fuck was I in 1988? I was in, oh my God, I had. He was in high school, right? Nah, hell no. Junior high? Junior high. I was in um, Newark, New Jersey at that time. That was my, I didn't were, move, I, you were extra in. Um, lean on me. Lean on me. That, that was 89. When I tell you, between Code America and Lean on Me, two of the best movies. Yeah, man. Like, you, they never get old. They beating yeah, up yeah. Kid Ray. <laughs> Lean on me. Fair oh. east side. The By the side we stand and, and always praise thy name. Like Mr. Clock don't play. Mm-mm. Man. That was that an extra. Movie was so good. I was my scene. It was so crazy. My scene was just um, was outside. All the students outside when they brought him out of jail to talk to us. Like you know, you guys go home. No, no, free Mr. Clark. No, free, free Mr. Mr. Clark. Clark. Free, free Mr. Mr. Clark. No, no, no. Ha ha ha. That's my line. Seventy five dollars a day. How, how many days were you on set? I was there like two, three days. I think. It was funny because once I knew you were a comedian, and I didn't even know you were the extra in it. The next time I saw Lean on Me, I was like this. Damn, that motherfucker looks like Mike Blackson. <laughs> like literally before I realized, I go, God damn, that motherfucker. And I remember, I remember seeing when Brad, my roadmaster, first started working with me. I said, Brad, next time you talk to Mike, ask him was he an extra and yeah. lean on me. Fifteen years old. And man. Mike didn't even—he already knew. He was like this. He goes, Yeah, he was. And he goes, It's not like it's a secret. I go, I fucking knew it. Yeah. I, I, all them kids. And you peeped me and right I out because you, you had the high top. High top. Yeah. Blue shirt on. Wow. You look so. Hard. I was fifteen years old. <laughs> but. Knowing how extras work and everything, once I saw it and I knew you, you really look like an extra. <laughs> like, like the, the, let me tell you, the scene that they put in the movie mm-hmm. must have been day three. Because <laughs> you were like this. I was tired. Raya. Right yeah. <laughs> I think I saw you go like this. Hey, Mr. Clark. <laughs> Mr. Clark. <laughs> you know what? Just keep him locked up. Fuck this motherfucker, man. I'm not doing this anymore. Oh, my God. The thing about being extra, man, you try to, like, get close to the main star as possible. So you get screen so time? Screen shot. You know, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who was tell- telling me? Somebody, when I was working on Little Man, one of the producers was talking about white chicks. And he was like, man, because... That was shot- before white... White Chicks was before Little Man. Okay. But they were in Vancouver shooting. Both movies, the same location. And most of the people that did White Chicks did Little Man. It's not Wayne's Brothers. Usually right. the same people. I remember one of the producers going, man, he goes, I ain't going to tell you who it was, but watch the movie again. There's one girl that was making sure she got her screen time. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, they be sitting there all of a sudden, her shoulders in front of the other girls. She's looking, not looking dead at the camera, but making sure her eyelines right there. <laughs> But the thing when I when I did lean on me it was way before I even thought I'd be doing comedy. I didn't start comedy until like '93, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know that that was me. My calling eventually, I was gonna end up in movies, and that's crazy, man. Remember we went on. What we I was thinking about this is this is what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Remember that Shack tour? Yeah, yeah. From 2011. Mm-hmm. We I mean we were all doing okay. Right. But look at that lineup. It was D-Ray. Mm-hmm. Corey, Holcomb, mm-hmm. me, you, and Capone. Mm-hmm. 
Like all of us was okay. Yeah. But like now it's like wow. Yeah. All of us like kind of took off, especially yeah. in the in the clubs. Yeah, it, I think that's when. Is that when you think you started? Like, when did you start really making money in the clubs? Because uh, believe it or not, people have no clue. Well, yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of on a treadmill. I always say I was on a treadmill, like a hamster wheel. I knew what I was coming home with every week. Now every week's different because you go to some markets. You're like you go to Houston is a huge difference than yeah, Omaha. Of course, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But it's like uh, I think that year for me was. I filmed Think Like a Man in 2011, mm -hmm. and then it came out in 2012. But also, I had the hour special. I hosted the Shack All Star Comedy Jam, yeah. Ride Along. So it was like a lot came out right. to your ride. Mine was, was just fucking social media, man. That was it. I was just making so much noise online, just roasting, doing a bunch of crazy shit. I think that's where that's what did it for me. I wasn't like doing no movies and none of that stuff. You know, no, just I was just making. I was on YouTube a lot on World Star. Everything, even when I was doing this, um, in fact, 2012 was when they came up with the YouTube channels. I remember YouTube gave Shaq. Yep. Yeah, the Shaq Network. Yeah. Shaq Network. Walter Latham had a network. Shaq Network, whoever was running it didn't want to pay. They didn't want to give me no money. Right. So I went, Walter Latham gave me. Yeah, you had a little talk show, right? Yeah, it was called Black Friday. What year show, was that? 2012. No fucking way! That was nine years ago. Crazy. You had the white couch. I had the couch. The big just, African yeah, thing in the back. back yeah. And I just make fun of everything that happened. Whatever that happened week. that week. Yeah. It was called Black Friday. And every and what he, what Walter did also. Walter paid me fifty grand a year. My first online money. Mm -hmm. He gave me fifty grand a year. So it was, you know, every two weeks I get a paycheck. But it was like fifty thousand dollars a year to do this show. Pretty much a thousand dollars an episode. Yeah. Because fifty two weeks, whatever. And you also you pay for you pay Worldstar every week to put the show on Worldstar. So that's how I started building. It was back then it was WorldstarHipHop.com. It was even before, way before Instagram. So every week people saw me on Worldstar. I'll go look at it. It got like two, three hundred thousand views. Was you writing all your own stuff? Mm -mm. I had this one guy. In fact, this is what Twitter. That's what Twitter did. So on, while I was on Twitter, when I got on Twitter, I used to, back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, when I first got on, I used to do this thing on Sunday where everybody get. I say, roast me. If your shit is funny, I'll retweet it. You know, so I had two guys that used to kill me so hard. So, you know, I mean, these guys were hilarious, man. All these dark jokes. I mean, it's like, you know, like under the bed. The difference between you and Midnight is 11.59. When God said, let there be light, you was out of town. Every time you took a shit, you think your dick fell off. I mean, these motherfuckers went in. <laughs> so when I had got this YouTube show, I'm like, let me reach out to those two guys. So I reached out to them. I said, listen, I'm doing this YouTube show. I need current shit, current event to make. I just just go do the research. Give me some current event. Make a couple of jokes about it. And I add my two cents to it. And that's how I did it. And I paid them guys like um, $200 an episode, something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So it worked out pretty good. You still keep in contact with those guys? Oh, definitely. In fact, one of the guys, I end up narrowing out to just one guy. In fact, the, uh, I'm about to start doing my, my podcast start airing March the 2nd. And um, in fact, I reached out to one of the guys. I said, listen, I need like a monologue before you know I start the show. I need like a three-minute monologue. So here you are. You get to make some money. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, so I kept him around. I was wondering because I remember that. I can't believe that was nine years ago. Crazy, man. 20, and then, I did 2012 and, then he, and 13. And then he hit that comedian. Walter Latham. What? He punched that comedian oh, in the my comedy God. show in Miami. Yes, he did. 
Uh, it was fucking Ray Lepowski. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's Ray Lepowski. That's right. Yeah, he hit Ray Lepowski. And um, I think I th- he said Ray disrespected one of the girls. I'm not sure what happened. But you, if, here's the thing. If you put like, he had like, I don't know if it was model. I don't know. It was, it was some attractive women, scantily. Well, they were, they were, I think the main one was a porn star. Yeah, one of them was a porn yeah, girl. I think that's the one. And then Ray issue. went in as comics are gonna yeah, do. Yes, and I don't know what was going on, but I was like, that Walter's more like, hey, this girl's got a million followers. She means more to me than you, and you know, you still uh, don't punch nobody. Never. Isn't never. Crazy. You know, I don't know what happened with that whole case. I don't. I have no clue what happened. You know, but really, Prosky is still broke, so I don't think much came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I think he's broke, man. <laughs> he's broke. Who's your try- favorite stand-up? What, right now? Yeah, just now. Uh, I like, like right now? I like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Oh, wow, way to go on a limb. Hmm? <laughs> well, no, no, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I think, you know, prior to Dave and his last few specials, I'm a, I used to look forward to Chris Rock. Like, the, what, the thing with Chris Rock... If you notice, his specials like every eight years. And he just do that shit every two, three years. Mm. It takes a while. Like, I seen you, seen you been popping a lot of specials, too. Yeah. I'm like, them things, I, you know, his was like, he had like, what, something bad and bigger, bad. I forgot the name of his specials, mm. but I thought his specials were always special because he took so much time in between, you know. Mm. But he was, you know, till Dave came up and, like, Dave just hit up everything that's going on right now with a lot of bravery. And I respect that with Dave. Did yeah. you do summer camp? No, I didn't. Did you? Yeah. No, I didn't do it. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. If you I get a chance, it. hopefully it comes back next summer. I heard I heard he bought that firehouse and it's going to turn it into a comedy club. Yes, I heard about that too. Only I, problem with that is, is I think it's 125 seats. So we clearly can't pull as much money as we want to out of it. But yeah. if Dave calls you yeah, personally, you're like this. You got to do gotta, it. Yeah, you got to do it, man. It's so funny. I was doing a Cincinnati Funny Bone one weekend, and he, I guess he found out I was dead, and I don't know that this nigga had my number. And I get a text. I hear Mike's Dave Chappelle. So I heard in Cincinnati, just come by and hang out at his club. He got a little... Yeah, um, off the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, so weird. We, we just drove there. We just hung out and, you know, just chill, vibe. He's like, the one guy that you, he calls you show up. Yeah, he just show up. He just so if I would have called you and said, Mike, come to my little club on the side of a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Come hang out with me. I'm like, damn, you should have called me last week, man. I, really? You wouldn't show I up? I was just in the area already. You to, <sighs> nah, I'll come fuck with you, Gary. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really. so odd. I, when I, mm-hmm. I've heard, I heard about his nightclub on you the side of the road. In? And then when I did summer camp, we drove over there. Because that's where everybody hung out after the show. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, we pulled up. And it looked, you know what it looked like? <laughs> it looked like one of those um, buildings where the uh, power shit's in. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of light poles around. It looks like they would go in. The power's out in Yellow Springs. And they go into that little building and fix it. And you walk in, it's this beautiful, tiny yeah. club it's with amazing. all these pictures of Dave and all the people that he knows around there. I got so... I was get I was getting drunk. Mm-hmm. I said I told Brad we got to go because okay. I'm getting obnoxious. I felt it, and I didn't want to be like this. Don't fuck with Gary Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. You know when I felt it? I had a cigar and I didn't have a cigar cutter, 
and somehow I found a knife. What the fuck? And I started to cut with the knife, and I go, what am I doing? And then I walked in on Dave's wife using the bathroom. Oh, my God. Go, what the we fuck? We got to go. We got to go. Was she peeing or shit? She was peeing. Um, and here's, a, she was sitting here's down. what made it oh bad. <laughs> Micah went like this. <laughs> Did she, she didn't, scream? She didn't lock the door. It's not my fault. <laughs> she didn't lock the door. Oh so I walk in. She's going like this. <laughs> she goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I go, and I'm in such shock. I'm still looking. I go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was Dave? He started laughing. He saw it? Yeah. He killed. I go, hey, Dave, Um, do you want me to pull my pants down and sit on the toilet and you can walk in on me just to make sure we're even? <laughs> I don't want everything. You got one. Oh and then I'm like this. I could call my wife <laughs> if you want to walk in on her. It's cool. I mean, I got to make this even somehow. <laughs> they just start oh, laughing. I go, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I, I thought I was going to get kicked out. <laughs> she just goes, Damn. oh, my God. And I want to be like this. Where's the bathroom at? Is, like, is the bathroom right there? Yeah, it's in the club. Little club. There's a bathroom there. But you, there's a lock on it. But she didn't lock it. So it's, technically, it's not my fault. Yeah, it's not. Because I just, if the lock's there, you can't get in. Well, how much did you see? Everything. You saw a coochie? Come on now. Oh, my she got God. Up. Man, he should have killed you, dog. Yeah. It wasn't like I was like, yo. But she but was you getting kept... up. Oh, she was getting up. She was using the bathroom. She was on the way up. And then I go like this. I went. So I walk in. I go, oh. And she goes, she like she didn't know what to do. So she got up and stood down. She went like was this. Was that she coochie went, shave or is hairy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Was it I'm hairy not, or shave? I'm not doing that. We're I not going believe, there. I'm so disgusted with you, um, Gary. I, can't I didn't look. My thing, can you just sense when somebody's in the bathroom? I mean, did she feel you opening the door? Did she say, hey, I'm in the bathroom? No, I, it, it was one of these that came in like this. Hey, motherfucking good shot. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> it's like this. Hey, good shot tonight, Dave. That third joke, you cry. Oh, shit. Did he, did he see you go in? Yeah, he saw me walk in. Did he not know his wife was no, in No, he didn't there? know. I mean, it was just, you're, you're in there. There's people in there. You don't know. You definitely not invited back to the next one. <sighs> Shit. At least not I to the club. I fucked my life up. I didn't see much. I'm trying to think if I ever done something embarrassing with like another But if, he, if I want to make it even, I will. Like, he can see my wife's. He I'll probably, take a picture of it and send he it He probably just want to like, he has to see her asshole and everything. Like, he have, you have to, she has to really go out for him. Like. She has to get up the toilet and like twerk or something on Thursday, twerking Thursday. <laughs> or pop up titty too. She has to go all out for Dave. Man. I mean, his Yo, you're like this. This wasn't Shucky Ducky's wife. Ah! This is Dave Chappelle's wife. <laughs> Shucky Ducky, what happened? What? All right, let's play this game called Where Are They Now? Well, he was the host of Universal Soul Circus, right? Oh, that's where he was. For a couple of years. You know who I ran into? Remember, um, oh, I don't know if you... Fox. Something Fox. Jamie? No, no not fucking Jamie. <laughs> he just had a cartoon come out. Something Fox. He's a car Fox. salesman now. He was a guy on... Fox? No, another Fox from Dev Jam. He, Last he, name or first name is Fox? Last name is Fox. Fox? Why would you even want that last name? Yeah. Can we Google Fox comedian, comedian from Def Comedy Def Jam. Jam? From Def Comedy Jam? Not Michael J. Fox. He's got a Parkinson's. See, some kind of Chinese best friend I had, man. Google doesn't even have him. You sure you got the right name? 
Um, yeah, it's Fox. He did like a f- female character or something. What? Yeah, on Def Jam. He's a, now, the reason I mention him, like he's a car. He sells cars at, at Mercedes-Benz dealership in Jersey. Because at that point, I was looking for the um, the little G-Wagons, and I went there, and then he had a... Uh, he had one, but he he um it was for uh was the guy that was in the car accident with Tracy Morgan, Artie Fuqua. Yeah, it was for Artie. Artie's but is it best Kedar life. selling um Mercedes? Yeah, and... Kedar. Yeah. Okay, okay. Derek Fox. Yeah, yeah, that's who. It. Derek Fox. I still don't know who that is. Oh, okay, you don't know, but he was on Deb Jam. I'm gonna Google it so I can see what he looks like. What, what is it? Why did his name come up, Mike? Because like, what are they doing now? Is what I'm saying. He's a oh. car salesman. He's like one of the manager with their Mercedes Benz. How do you how do you know he's selling cars? Because I went to the dealership looking for a G wagon. <laughs> he was there. Yeah, he was there. He Did he said, sell it to you? I mean, the wagons are hard to find at that time, and he he had one that was for um Audi Fuquan. Audi ordered it. I said, mm. let me. I said, call him. Tell him I'm buying. I'm paying twenty thousand dollars more for his car. So you said Derek Fox. I would say whatever happened to, and I brought him up. On one of my other podcasts, uh, Jamari, Ray Jamari? Chapman. Who the fuck is Ray Chapman? Exactly. He was actually. Was it in our era? Yeah, he was funny. He was out in L.A. when we first. I, don't, I was. I think you were a New York guy, but I was in L.A. coming up. Oh, okay. And uh, he was one of the guys always at the the Improv on Mondays, Comedy Store on Tuesdays, Laugh Factory on Sundays, and I don't know what happened to him. My whole film will come to L.A. You don't. You don't come to L.A. unless you have a name, because if not, you, you'll be they're not going to put you on. I mean, we came from all the, we came from New York and Philly and what, because we had a name. So that's how I was able to get on the comedy store and get on the improv. I went, I came out here with nothing. For real. Nobody knew me. I did, uh, uh, what happened was I did, uh, I won a contest in San Diego, funniest black comedian San Diego contest. So you won the funniest black comedian San Diego contest. And when I won it, one of the prizes was, you get a five-minute spot at the comedy store For and, on, on Fat Guy Tuesday? Tories. Oh, wow. So I went up Christmas Eve, I remember, and uh, I did five minutes, and I just remember I probably had a good four, and then that that last minute, I was like, when the fuck is that bow coming on? Because really? <laughs> the bow lights up in You're the right. back. I was so nervous because I was like, I don't been doing stand-up like less than a year. So I was like, I was so nervous, and I was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, Shaq's in the audience. And like, just yeah, all, yeah, Joe right. Torrey. And at that time, it's I was like, ideas, Joe yeah. Torrey, what the fuck? All these people. And I was like, yeah. what? And then, um, so I was like all over the place. And I got over. I'm a white guy. I would come out dancing to a hip-hop song and had some moves. And then, whoo, that last minute. I was like, For when real? is that light coming on? So you didn't end with a bang? No, definitely not. Damn. But I came out so strong. My mm-hmm. first two which doesn't sound like much, my first two. That, I mean, that's they were lot. still riding off that. Mm. So I was just stalling. They were still riding, so they still love me. And then after that, you remember Terrence, guy's yeah, assistant big, from big St. Louis? Yeah. He booked me in um, Guam. From that, just from that? From that five minutes, he booked me in Guam. Like a military base? No, some, some promoter ripped me off in Guam. Guam, you got to be a military base. Well, in a military base, this guy had a, he had a, a comedy night. and Everybody was going over there, though. Guam? Guam. You give a, Listen, you give a struggling comic $500 in a oh, plane yeah. ticket, they're going to go. They'll go to Guam. Yeah. Go. That's why some of these comics are like, that ain't enough. I go, motherfucker, do you know some of the places I went to for a couple hundred dollars? 
I went to fucking Guam, bro. <laughs> and then the guy ripped me off. He only paid me two fifty. What? Yeah. On that twenty-hour flight. Yeah, because uh, the flight got turned around halfway. We're halfway to Hawaii. The layer was in Honolulu. We get turned around. We come back to L.A. Now I'm gonna go back to Hawaii. Then I go to Guam. So I was supposed to land the night before. I landed. At like 9.30 p.m. the day of the show, and the show started at 8. So by the time I got to the venue, it's after 10. The venue turns into a nightclub. So you know how those venues are. The later it gets, the worse it is. So They still brought you on. Yeah. Well, they brought me on because they're waiting on me. So then I get up there. I'm supposed to do an hour. I'm at 30 minutes, and I was starting to lose them. I could tell because people were coming in to go party. It's like 11 at this point. I literally looked at the promoter. I said, hey, man, you cool if I cut this short? Because everybody looks like they ready to party. He goes, hey, man, it's your show. And I'm like this. Cool. You guys all ready? Let's get some party started, you know? Everybody was fine. Everybody was happy. What year was this? 97, 98. And uh, the next day, I'm, I'm there for like three days in Guam now, right? I'm just going to they. That was part of the deal. You could stay a couple days. And the dude goes, hey, man, um, does it, you only did half the show? And I don't know. This is my first gig on the road, right? So here's half the money. He goes, so that's just how this works. And I go, oh, okay. I thought it was legit. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. My God, you know what? One of the craziest um, things about me getting gypped by a promoter, it was a I heard a lot of military promoters would gyp the shit out of people. I had a really bad experience with one. And it wasn't a really bad time in my life, too. It's like, um, it, you know, my son, who's like 22 now, is married to his mother, who's going through a really bad breakup. I mean, it was bad. It was just like 1999. I'll never forget. It was around like between like 99, yeah. 99. So I remember going to um, do a sh I did Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's a military guy I did a show for. You know, he I, he paid me some money when I got there. He said, hey, when I pick you up for the airport the next day, I'll bring you the rest of your money. I said, okay, cool. And I stayed at the hotel where the show was. The show was in a, in a ballroom at the hotel, right? So I'm here and waiting for this guy. And mind you, I, at that point, I work for the airline. So I'm flying free. So I'm, you know, I'm on a fucking standby shit. So I'm waiting for this promoter. Hours upon hours, this guy not answering his phone. I'm like, this motherfucker is not coming. So I'm like, what the fuck? The only thing that was left in that fucking room was the fucking spotlight this guy rented for the show. Guess what the fuck happened? You took everything took out of the fucking room. spotlight. Well, I took the fucking big ass spotlight. I checked that shit on the plane to Philadelphia. Hold on, hold on. He rented a spotlight for the show. Yeah. So I took the spotlight with me. It was in a ballroom still. Okay. Because I stayed at the hotel where the show was. So, so hold on. Let me backtrack. Okay. You get there. He doesn't answer the phone. We well, no, no, we done the show. Show's done. Okay. The next day, he supposed to come and pick me up, take me to the airport, yeah. and bring me the rest of my money. Right. He paid me half when I got there. Okay. And then he said, "Hey, Mike, you know, when I pick you up in the morning, I bring you the rest of the money." Yeah. This he guy had no intentions. Of, he had no yeah. intentions of coming. Dude, we might have the same promoter. What city was this? Fayetteville, North Carolina. Skinny some, dude. No, I had something similar happen in um, Virginia. It's 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 so weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. It's, Dog, it's, I, it, it, I felt so good. It's the same MO. And you did the same thing I did. You stole the spotlight? No. I still shit out of the hotel. I've been ripped off oh, twice on military car. bases. 
Twice, yeah, because their hotel's on this card. I've been ripped off twice, military bases. One, I did the show, and mm-hmm. it was in Georgia. And the promoter put the hundreds on the outside, put ones in the middle. What? So I'm, my dumb ass didn't count it in front of them. I'm in the car going back to the hotel, and I was like, oh, I'm short. So I told the driver, turn back around. He turns back around. I walk into the room. This dude, he's a, the black guy, he's bigger than me, and I'm a big dude. And he had a couple of his boys with him. So I said, yo, man, the, um, I'm a little short. Like, let's just say I'm making it up. Let's say I'm 500 short. I'm 500 short. He goes, I don't know what to say. Man, it was all there when I counted it. <laughs> and looked at me like this. I went, and I looked at him. I looked at the two other dudes. I went, all right. Got back in the car. Now, I got a rental from Atlanta to drive down there. So once I got back to the hotel, I grabbed everything out that bitch. Pillows, lamps. I tried to take TV off the wall. Yeah, well, Put it in my car. Just drive back to Atlanta. He's called me the next day. Hey, man, what the fuck? The hotel car, everything's out of the room. I said, Mike, I went, I only was there when I was there, when I left. <laughs> but in your case, where my story is similar, I was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And this fucking guy, we do the show. He goes, hey, Gary, man, they only gave me one check. Now, I see the check with the show money, how much, the, much for the whole show, right? He goes, they were supposed to separate it. They didn't. So I got to go to the bank in the morning and separate this. And he brought the lady from the base over. It was Australia. Make you feel comfortable. And she goes, yeah, she goes, no, we do a lot of shows with him. Um, So legit. I go, dude, I'm not going up. I ain't got no money. And he goes, well, you know, and Lake, look, we promise. You guys are staying on the base. We're good. All right. I do the show. Wake up next morning, it's about 9, 10 o'clock. And I'm trying to call him. He ain't answering. He ain't answering. He ain't answering. Now, I used to be in the military. I know how this shit works. I made sure I got the Australian lady's number when he wasn't looking the night before. I called her up. I said, your man ripped me off. She goes, huh? Your man ripped me off. And she goes, what are you talking about? I go, I'm still here on the base. He ain't answering his phone. His car is gone. The, ba- the the hotel, the base housing or whatever they had us in, it was like a it's like a U, so you mm-hmm. can see everybody's doors. So he must have snuck out the night before or early that morning, because his car's gone. I'm sitting out here like, I can't, I, I'm dumbfounded. He ripped me off. So the lady put a hold on the check. I said, put a hold on the check. I bet you he tries to deposit it in Richmond, Virginia today, because that's where we flew into. Sure enough, about an hour later. They got a fucking, you know, yeah. He just tried to go to the bank in Richmond, Virginia and deposit the check. That check motherfucking was canceled. Wow. She canceled the check. So long story short, I ended up getting my money from her. They said, oh, they canceled that check. They sent me what I was supposed to get. He lost the account for the military base because he tried to rip me off. And what the only thing was the show was on Friday. I was supposed to do a show at some other bar nightclub in Richmond on Saturday with him. So he clearly didn't pick me up. So I had to call the manager at that time of the Richmond Funny Bone came and picked me up. I said, I can't remember his name. He was a cool dude. But he came back. I said, dude, I just got ripped off. And I'm here till Sunday. So they put me at the Hilton where they put all the comics for the Richmond Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really took care of me, Richmond Funny Bone, oh, that night, nice. the manager. But that guy ripped me off. And then every time I'd go on the radio in Richmond, I'd bag on him. He's still around? He was. I don't know if he still is. I can't even remember his name. But yeah, I, he'd yeah. call in one time. We start arguing on the air. <laughs> He was like, nah, I didn't rip him off. 
He goes, I had to come to Richmond for a family emergency. Oh, he, and then he said, he goes, and we had to cancel this show Saturday because this motherfucker don't sell no tickets. Oh, he's trying to shit on you. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, and then he, I always say this. He goes, and you better be careful because I got people out here in the streets. I go, well, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to make sure you, I'm, I said, I'm going to make sure you tell those people pay them up front <laughs> because they're going to beat my ass and not get all their money. <laughs> It's the first, so when I, I remember when I finally got home with that spotlight, and then he started calling me. He's like, man, I, I, I said, nah, just keep the money. I got the spotlight. Oh. <laughs> you still got the spotlight. spotlight? Somewhere in the fucking Philly right now, dog. At one of my old houses, I just left it there. God. I might did something you with it. You checked it on the plane? Checked it on the plane. Put <laughs> duct tape around it. I remember when they came to the baggage claim, it was like, you know, a nice spotlight. And I used it once at some event I had. Some house event, man. Yeah. But, right. they, they, you know, that was back in it. Now it's like, you, you know, you got to be a dumbass entertainer to get ripped off. Because, first of all, you don't leave your house without half the money. And when you land, you don't get on stage till you get the other half. But when you're but starving we, and you ain't got no money, different. you're like this. Yeah. <sighs> and it's funny because you know when you get there, it's some shady shit. You feel it in your soul. But you're now like, we, we do bigger things now. We, we don't they, fuck with the promoters. In a, yeah, there's no more promoters. We, the comedy clubs is just... Us and them. There's no yeah. middleman. Same, then, with, same with the tours. Same with the tours. It's, well, the tours is like, I mean, with like the Martin tour or like the Shaq tour. We know their money are good. Yeah. You know, so we don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. But, yeah. but we all, I, mean, I think every comic goes through those. You got to go through days. that. You have to go through that. Those are the best stories, though. Of course. I don't want to hear about, oh, I got a standing O in Philly. Uh, I'm like nah. this. Congrats, Mike. Let's talk about some other shit. Yeah, How about you getting ripped off and stealing spotlights? That's a way better in story. Intriguing. Yes, sir. I went to Kansas City one time. The promoter tried to put me and uh, the opener in the same room. I was like this. Hey, bro. Say no summer party. He goes, I thought you two knew each other. I was like, no, I don't fucking know. I don't care if we know each other. So this is how I got us to separate rooms. I fired my manager over this show. Um, <laughs> I called him. I said, hey, man, he's trying to put us in the same room. This is my old, 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 old manager, right? He goes, he goes, let me call him. He goes, man, that guy's crazy. He goes, you got to get on a plane and get out of there. I go, motherfucker, you brought the gig to me. <laughs> he basically said, good luck. I was like, man, that guy's crazy. <laughs> so we do the show, right? Johnny yeah. Mac. You know Jamie's yeah. guy, Jamie Foxx? Yeah. Johnny Mac was the guy with me on the show. I brought him to Kansas City with me. This is so long ago. So I pulled the promoter aside. I said, hey, man, listen. Got some hoes out here, man. I can't bring him back and Johnny Mac's in the room. So, you know, you got hoes, right? He was like this. He goes, yeah, B. I said, man, that's why we need two rooms, man. It ain't like we're trying to get over, but I can't. He was like this. I feel you on that. Motherfuckers separate the rooms. <laughs> I had to go to his level. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, the place is called the Brass Ring in Kansas City, Missouri. And every time I say that, people are like, you played that shit? <laughs> Must have been the hood. <laughs> I literally pull this. I go, hey, man, look, man, we got, I got hoes out here, shit like that. I was talking to him all low. I remember he's sitting like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel that. Hey, do you, do you ever do the run through Oklahoma City? Remember uh, uh, Pat Williams? Oklahoma City. We did. You fly to Oklahoma and you do Wichita, Tulsa, Lawton, nah. and OKC. You didn't do that run? Mm-mm. Oh. I did that other run, though, the one like North Carolina way back in the day. The, um, what's that? What's that? This, what's that run that was called? Fuck. It was like uh, the Chitlin Circuit? Southern run. Yeah, the Chitlin, yeah, the Southern Wasn't it like comedy? 
Um, the guy uh, wasn't popular. He, in fact, he, he was a popular promoter. Was the guy's name Aubrey? Maybe. You know, you never got to see this guy's face though. You just comedy. Oh, oh, I remember that run. Um, creative, the creative tour, yeah, right? Creative tour, yeah. yeah, the creative tour, yeah. yeah it was not creative. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Was uncreative, creative tour. <laughs> <laughs> they always had crowds, though. But one thing, I think when I went, back in the day when I went on the road, I got a lot of pussy because I, for some reason, I already went, I already fucked the fat women. You was always fucking fat girls? Yeah, I was fucking fat girls on the road. Well, I mean, you're so skinny, everybody's fat compared to you. That's true, too. You could, you could no, literally dog, be... you understand. I fucked some precious looking bitches. Let me ask you this. What? I heard a story about you. Can we, can I? Yeah, okay. Okay. I heard... You fucked a cleaning lady in Jacksonville, Florida. Somebody brought me, and they go, Michael Blackson came and this, fucked the cleaning lady. At the hotel? Yeah. While she was working? I don't know why she was working, but that's when yeah. you met her. <laughs> it's possible. I don't I'm a, I, I fucked a lot. <laughs> I put a disclaimer. You hear a lot of shit on the road, and you can't share it because you don't want to be that guy. When I heard that one, I was like this. Some people be like, no, nah, that didn't happen. I was like this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can yeah. see Michael fucking One time, lady. I think, uh, I, fucked, I fucked this big, I mean, this girl is huge. She was so, she didn't even have confidence in herself. When, after the shot, I said, you. She looked around like, motherfucker, bitch, yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's your what, lucky what, day. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just. She looked around? Yeah, she what? looked around like, you sure? Oh, I know she was disgusting. She was probably spitting whatever. No, you no, wanted. not that. She was just just Damn. fat and quiet. Right. You know, a lot of you know, she was just. I mean, her thighs just touch each other, dog. It was. What city? I was mean, that? I was South Carolina somewhere. I'm trying to think the whole what state. city it was. Yeah, yeah, that bitch was a whole state. God, she was a big girl. And I remember the other comedians like I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna hit that. For some reason, I never had problem getting pussy because I just went after the girls that nobody wanted. Big girls. I, I I desire the women that are undesirable to a lot of the guys. So I got a lot of coochie. Times have there. changed now. Yeah, Not with nah, your page. Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's least. literally big girls all over buffets going, I hit that. <laughs> <laughs> when Gold Corral opens up, they should sponsor your next tour. <laughs> I still like big girls to today, but they just have to be in some kind of a shape. You can't just, just be wide and just big. You got to just... There's so many, you could get a BBL, you could transfer the fat around from one place to another. You know, you could take mm-hmm. it from here and put it here, yeah. make it look good. You know, like I used to, now nah, bigger I have asked, sometimes they just, just they were just big. I'm like, you know, nobody want to fuck her. I know none of the comedians going after her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hit that. I'll I went after it. women that nobody wanted, you know, so. Good job, Mike. Kept my um, STD rates very low. The Jacksonville... Florida cleaning lady. I don't. I really don't remember. I mean, I fucked a lot. Oh, of bitches I remember on that the road. promoter was like. Whoever, the promoter said it. He wasn't being a dick. We're like, he, he goes, yo, Michael. Was she look? She looked that bad. Or what do you mean? He didn't I mean, say look bad or nothing. He didn't say that because good. she was a cleaning lady. He just lady. said, yo. He was like, so Michael while she was cleaning, King. I fucked her while she was cleaning. I don't know. It was while she was cleaning. I just it was the cleaning lady at the hotel, and that's clearly where you met her. He just, she I didn't a, go into details. He just said, "Yo, I mean, what? Michael Blackson banged the cleaning lady." So what's that, what? She's a she's a job. <laughs> what the fuck? That's like Mike fucked a, a McDonald's employee. Like what the difference does it make? So him being a has a job. Well, I just I 
I think it's, it's the cleaning ladies usually come in the hotel and you just kind of leave the room and you don't have deep conversations with them. It's usually like this. All right, I'm, I'm a dad. How did he know? Did she tell if she probably said I don't know. I didn't I didn't I just was laughing. I was crack I think we were at like Cracker Barrel. And yeah, I was just I would, cracking I up I was like this. It. What? <laughs> I won't deny that I did, but I'm I'm just you know, if he said it, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm just trying to, I don't, I fucked a lot of different things on the road. Wow. I didn't know I fucked the clean lady, but I guess I fucked the cleaning lady. I mean, at least you know she's clean. Yeah, it's true. You know? I, I mean, got, she probably got so much extra soap and <laughs> lotion in your bag that week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need to do that during COVID when they're not cleaning the rooms. <laughs> Why is Mike's room spotless after four days? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Blackson. Well, didn't I mean a lot of clean during COVID? They're not allowed to clean unless you're there for more than three days. So, my first day, my room clean as fuck. Why am I clean on the first day? Fuck the cleaning lady. That's yeah. I'm on a clean lady. I fuck. think you did it. Damn. I, I mean, some clean ladies look decent. This has nothing to do with how she looked. She didn't know. The it guy did, did not put her down. Such he just said he was amazed. That's discriminating against the fucking cleaning lady. I no, don't. it's not. It's just usually that you don't have deep conversations with the cleaning lady to lead to that. I don't think I've ever had a long conversation with a clean lady in my life. Like, it's just like, I try to leave the room. Like, if they knock, you need your room clean? I mean, give me five minutes, and I'll run down a lot. But you never open up the door, and it's like a really kind of decent-looking cleaning lady? I mean, yeah, there's been halfway decent ones. Usually the ones that look, like, halfway decent don't speak English. And you never say, like, hey, come in and clean now while my dick is out? You no, never did that. It's never, no, it's never happened, Mike. No. I think it happened to me once. <laughs> My dick was out when she opened the door. That's probably That's probably happened. <laughs> I looked at the people. I'm like, oh, she decent. Come on in. <laughs> nah, keep cleaning up. I'm going to walk out in a second. Just... You know what? Well, what's, how long does it take to normally clean a room? <laughs> 20 minutes. Don't clean the room, baby. I got something else for you to clean. All right. I'm going to leave that tip right there. <laughs> right. Do, you, do you know that we are technically supposed to tip the hotel cleaning people? Did no, you know them? I did not know that. Yes. Like how much? I mean, I don't know. But not for every night I'm there, I at least leave like $5. Really? Yes. For some Even when reason. they don't clean during COVID? Well, I haven't done during COVID. Not during COVID. Oh. But like prior to COVID, I would leave like 10 bucks. You know, if I'm there two nights, I'll leave like $10. So imagine she had $10 in every room. She'd be fucking rich. I didn't know. I'm... Yeah, I found that out. Mm-hmm. That we're supposed to tip the cleaning lady. Because I think sometimes you'll see like them little envelopes in there. and hmm. I never... Nothing. You never did. They never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So when I did have in Houston the cleaning lady. Um, I guess I a hundred dollar bill dropped out at some point, mm-hmm. and my came in my hotel. The hundred dollar bill was laying in the middle of my bed, just laying there. Wow, that was nice. So I I said, "Who cleaned my room?" And they called her up, and I gave her the hundred dollars. Oh wow! I said, "Thanks for for being, being honest. honest." There you go. She couldn't speak a lick of English. I don't think she knew. She probably thought she'd been set you. up. <laughs> Because <laughs> we got a picture I put on Instagram and literally her face, like, should I smile? She was like this. <laughs> like, I'm all this. Like, honesty gave me hope and humanity. Thank you for this lady for giving me the $100. And her face, Mike, was. <laughs> I hope nobody sees this. Yeah, you know? She's a, uh, um, was she like Mexican, maybe? Houston, yeah. That's racist. It's not. You asked. There's a huge Latino population in Houston. <laughs> that wasn't racist. She could have been fucking El Salvadorian. Maybe, but I'm guessing Mexican in Houston. Yeah. Right. If I was in Miami, I would have guessed Cuban. Cuban. 
New York, Puerto Rican. <laughs> right? Right? That's true, yeah. Nicaragua. Even Jamaica, like the island people, do clean, they do a lot of cleaning work, too. I think my mother, did she ever... My mom, when we came to America, my mom did all kinds of jobs, man. Gosh. They got so long cool. family history of cleaning ladies. Yeah. White. Who, you do? Yeah. There's been so many women in my family that clean hotels and shit. I hope I wasn't one of them that I fucked. Was there a black woman or a white woman? White. This I fucked a cleaning white woman? No, they didn't say you fucked a cleaning... Why do you get so angry? They didn't say you fucked a cleaning white woman. I'm just saying I have I'm a hoping long... I'm fucked I your you family white member. Or, white or black. And I'm like, no, all the women in my family are white. So uh, they were... I have a lot of clean ladies in my family. No, I, okay, because I was asking, I hope it wasn't one of them that I fucked in Jacksonville, is what I was saying. Uh, no, none of them clean in Jacksonville, but I, you you had a shot <laughs> if they would have came in. I should have went like this, Mike, you wasted your shot, man. She, she was down. <laughs> she was down. There was one girl that, I'm not going to call it, but somebody that wasn't in my family but was seeing somebody in my family, I'll never forget her Facebook. She had the cleaning cart, and she was like at a... I don't know, like a red roof in, and we were first day on the job. I remember, she, I just remember her holding the the toilet roll, and she goes, "New job, new beginnings. God is good." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay," oh, and then her the, the comments like, "Congratulations, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Look at God, your prayers are answered." <laughs> Come on, like, man, she's happy, man. You have, the thing about it, man, you have to be, you know. Especially like coming from, my mother was excited about getting a job at McDonald's when she got here. Like it was, it was that bad. It was very coming to America. McDowell's, McDonald's. <laughs> Your mom was the original. <laughs> Let me tell you the difference between me and Mike. Uh, Mike's phone, it, there's so many texts coming through, right? Right? Mine, mm-hmm. hold on, mine, in the two hours we've been here, one, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Mike's got a list. Look, it's one. Mike's, where you at? Let me give you 500 to get on your Instagram. Come on. This is my friend. Look at her. Look, she just turned 21. Just got to LA. She's trying to make it. <laughs> all right. So, Mike, I ask this to all my guests. They give you a movie. Michael Blackson, it's your movie. Any co-star you want, who you want it to be. I'll go with The Rock. Really? Yeah. Mm, interesting choice. What would that be? Like Brokeback Mountain 2? Mm, fuck no, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I like to see like a more like a, you know, a, like a bodyguard, bodyguard type of person, type of movie. The reason why I do this little skit with this one dude, all these muscles, yeah, I call him my 250 pound son. And everything we do is hits like a million views and... It's just something about a guy in shape and a guy that's out of shape together just looks funny as hell. Well, you're so skinny too. Right. That's why know? I think something with the rock would be funny. You know, yeah, something yeah, yeah. where, you know. Uh, well, I, I want the what I want to happen in the podcast is people's everybody asks that question, and then I want hopefully they come back, and it happened. That'd be dope. Hey, I had a chance. Me and Rock, we we talk on social media a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. He makes the fucking cheat day meals look so amazing. The what? When he does his. Oh, it's Sunday's cheat day. I'm uh I'm eating these uh, terramasana <laughs> banana pancakes with peanut butter and my syrup infused with terramana tequila. Mmm. <laughs> this doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> I'm like this. 
Yo, that shit looks fucking amazing. <laughs> and he's got the syrup in these individual containers. Like, what? And then he puts a little butter on there. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I never wanted peanut butter on my pancakes till the rock started doing it. And then I started putting peanut butter on my pancakes. I'm like, this, put some peanut butter on that shit. Never tastes like the rocks, though. He's always heating it up and shit. So what uh, you got coming out, Mike? Hey, this weekend. March 4th. Uh, well, March 5th, coming to America too. Make sure you uh, subscribe to Amazon Prime. You're going to love this movie. It's a great movie. Probably one of the funniest movies you're going to see in a very, very long time. And hopefully we're not going to wait 30 more years for another sequel. But this weekend, I'm at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So I'm there Friday, Saturday. And I think Sunday's All-Star Game is moved to Atlanta in March 5th for one, March 7th for one night. It's kind of weird. So I, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to make it to the game. And then also this um, month, Cleveland Improv, uh, March 12th to the whatever, 14 that weekend. Um, and then after that, I'm in Philadelphia at Helium. We have pushed this show back so many times due to the pandemic. But um, March 19th to the 21st. I will be at Helium in Philly. And then on the 22nd of March, I'm going back home to Ghana to finish up the school. And then um, and then I'll see you guys in April. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Mike. Thanks for having me, Gary. No problem.